To make it in cannabis, first, you must dare to. 12 years ago, MJ BizCon dared to unite the global cannabis community, igniting a movement that continues to thrive. The wait is over. Let's grow together this November 28th through December 1st in Las Vegas. You'll hear incredible stories, see groundbreaking innovations, and forge connections you need to thrive in 2024. But wait, snag your ticket to MJ BizCon in October, and you are eligible for the 31 days of Croptober giveaways, promotion going on right now. So hurry, get your ticket today. And here's a secret. Podcast listeners get 10% off with promo code 23POD10. Yes, that's 23POD10. Don't miss out. Get your ticket at mjbizcon.com. That's mjbizcon.com. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. I'm glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. You are listening to Season 1, Episode 20 of Let's Talk Hemp in the 422. I'm your co-host, Morris Beagle, hanging out with my partner in hemp spirit, Rick Trojan. And here at the 422, every day is Earth Day. Today's episode is the final episode of Season 1. We have covered a lot of ground since launching this podcast in mid-January, and today's show is a bit of a retrospective of the different topics we've covered, guests that have appeared on the show, and a fair amount of progress our industry has made the last five months. I can tell you this, folks. We on the right side of cannabis history and propagating the right intention and energy are making a difference. Don't let naysayers and agitators get you down, scare you, or deter you from whatever you want to do in this industry. Everyone plays a role and all skill sets matter. Even village idiots play a role. So be gentle on them if you come across one, you most likely will. Observe, ignore, and move on. I want to mention a few things before I get Rick on the horn and we do our Season 1 Recap. I also want to say that we have Lorena Beltran, one of the organizers of Cana Salud in Mexico, happening next month, coming on as our guest interview here in a bit. We will be taking the summer off from doing this show and are traveling to a variety of locations to work, play, and gather content. We'll be releasing special audio and video segments here and there and working to find the right people to put together Season 2 of Let's Talk Hemp and the 422. We will be taking the summer off from doing the show and are traveling to a variety of locations to work, play, and gather content. We'll be releasing special audio and video segments here and there and working to find the right people to put together Season 2 of Let's Talk Hemp and the 422 that we plan to launch this fall. So if you are interested in helping produce the show and you have good technical podcast and radio chops, let us know by emailing us at the422 at letstalkhemp.com. You can keep up to date with everything at letstalkhemp.com, and you can visit hempevents.org to see where we'll be spreading the good word until we reconvene next time around. On that note, let me get Rick on the phone, and we'll get this season wrapped up. Uh, So, buddy, episode 20, is that right? That's right, bud. 20 episodes. That's amazing. That is amazing. So, uh, congratulations, my friend. 422 is 42220. Just the 42220. So, that's a lot mm-hmm. of twos, but easy to remember. But, uh, congratulations. That's awesome. We, uh, we went, uh, we've done a, a lot has happened. It seems like we've only been on the air 20 episodes and, uh, a lot has happened in that time frame, um, across the country and literally across the world. Uh, let's start with kind of just give a little recap of uh, the episodes as we go down them, and uh, we can just chat about uh, anything we have that remember that we remember from that episode or that we've seen that's changed since then. Um, how's that sound? We'll start with episode one. Sounds good. This was a kick. This is a kick-ass episode. We started off super, super strong. Uh, we had Danny Fontaine from Nature's Root. We had Tim from CBDRX and Functional Remedies. Stewart was on from CV Sciences, and then Lex was there from Bluebird. So a lot of the big 
CBD companies uh, were there talking about potential where they're at, all sorts of amazing things. And um, that was really that we started about. That was in the Industrial Hemp Farming Act of 2017 was the topic, H.R. 3530, which ended up, as we will discuss, no longer even being a topic. But, uh, gosh, remember that? We were all talking about the the super uh, big holes in H.R. 3530, and there was at least a line in the sand, but it, there was a lot of work to be done. Yep, and that work, uh, a lot of it's been done and corrected in the Senate version. Yeah, for sure. So now we have the Hemp Farming Act of 2018, Senate Bill Two six six seven, um, and uh, it's much much cleaner. Uh, but yeah, that was a great start. Uh, then the next week we circled back with your brother Brad from Functional Remedies, and uh, we also had Scott Fleshman from Cannabinoid Creations, who uh, have different experiences regarding the anti-aging um, academy for anti. What is it? The American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, A4M. Yeah, it was the, that big anti-aging com- conference that goes on annually in Las Vegas, but there was like 14, 15 hemp companies out there, and some of the issues that happened with them getting shut down to not be able to sell and and then being able to reopen and give away samples. And Interesting. We, we experienced a lot of that over the course of these episodes with people getting shut down selling CBD products, whether that's at events or retail stores and then getting turned back on. Again, all in efforts by the powers that be to stall and confuse and um, delay commerce in the sector so that they can get their heads around it and control of it, uh, from my perspective and also from reality. Uh, let's go to episode three. This one we really got into a lot of the updates from the new crop report that came out from Boat Hemp. Uh, it showed over 25,000 acres cultivated. And we went to, I think it was uh, 19 states uh, cultivated last year, uh, which is super amazing. We uh, we were looking at 9,000 uh, acres in 2016 uh, with uh, with 15 states legal and only, I think, six states and nine states growing. And now we're at 19 states growing and 40 legal, which is a huge, huge jump. And we've got, what, five or six in the last six months. So from even when this vote hemp uh, report came out, we had four or five new uh, states that have authorized a uh, industrial cannabis program. Progress. So that was yes, progress. That was also remember we talked about that was when we did all that research onto um, Tom Petty and Michael Jackson and all those all those all those celebrities that were like died left and right. Like there's every other day there was like a new celebrity death, right? But and it was all they were all all the ones we researched were related to prescription prescription medication that they just died from drug toxicity, but they had like sedatives to, you know, a, a statin, a work, like all these sorts of drugs, and they all just, like, there's so much, and they're all prescription, and they just, you know, they didn't die because they have too many damn prescription drugs. All of them are on multiple five or six different kinds of drugs. Obviously, if all the economics, right, someone has to pay for those, and uh, these guys obviously paid for it with their deaths, but they, before that, they paid for it with their wallets, right? So that's uh, that's a lot of the pushback because people in uh, the take cannabis uh, typically do not have to take as many prescription drugs, and opioid deaths are down, actually, in states like Colorado and Washington. Um, do you think that's related to cannabis, Morris? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people taking pharma cocktails for pain or this or that and having all these side effects. I mean, if you're taking five, six, ten different things, the end result is not going to be good. It's not good, right, because you die, but I guess something more that could be good. But right. like, and, and not that there's not good pharmaceutical medications out there and that the big pharma okay. is all bad because, you know, there's brilliant scientists out there and there's people that are doing amazing research and there are amazing drugs and medications out there that can target specific things and people get relief and results and and all of that stuff, but the industry has got so out of control and the FDA has allowed this to happen, and cannabis has been suppressed, and a lot of natural, holistic, plant-based therapies and food has been ignored by our Western medicine and the FDA, that's the big problem, and that's what we're here to fight for, giving people the options of the, the holistic option, cannabis, mushrooms, there's things that grow readily throughout the world that we can put in our body that will make us feel better than a lot of the chemicals and synthetic stuff that we're getting over the counter. That's a fact. Agreed. Agreed. I like it. 
episode four, TD was in the house. And we also talked about you were getting ready to go to Vivalai, Mexico to check out some hempcrete and uh, go enjoy your birthday as well. Um, happy birthday again, as if we were back then. Uh, but yeah, you're going to check out Heaven's Grow, and um, and that was super cool. We need to put some photos up uh, over the summer. We'll get some photos up of, of some of the stuff you guys saw because it was super, super cool. I think the listeners should see some of those pictures. Yeah, the trip to Mexico was great. It was very enlightening. And it's funny that uh, we're talking about that right now because we've got Lorena from Cannabis Salud on our episode today. Once we get done going over all this stuff, we'll bring her on, and we'll talk about what's happening in Mexico with all things cannabis. Dude. Fantastic. I love it. We, um, that's fantastic. And I think this was the first, this was our first Let's Talk Camp International episode was on next week. Weren't you in Colombia or? I, I think I was headed in Colombia. Yeah, I was in Colombia. So you guys were in Mexico. Uh-huh. We started uh, flying all over the place and crossing paths. This is where things started to really heat up was into January and moving forward because we've been really all over the board up until now. And then we're, we're getting ready to fly to Greece next week. Yeah, and here's the thing I would like, and I'm super excited. It's like, we have obviously this, the Let's Talk or the Salt Creek um, Hemp on the Slope event in July. Some stuff coming up in August, but I'm kind of excited to have uh, the bus get rewrapped here in the summertime and get ready for the fall and heading back out on the road. But it'll be nice to be home for a period of time. We've really been traveling all over the place, but uh, all for good things and all help things are moving forward. So, where are we at? Episode five, we were getting ready for. Um, well, we had Hunter from Colorado HIA, the executive director. She was on lot. She was on the line with us talking about legislation and all sorts of stuff. And then we did a um, Let's Talk Hemp film kickoff in Balboa Park for Earth Day. That was amazing. Well, uh, wait a second. I think we talked about doing that. That it was going to be coming up. We weren't there yet. You're you're, you're okay. reading through our descriptions. Yeah, <laughs> I went to episode five. Yeah, I have like we, eight yeah, so. window. I have like eight windows open trying to figure shit out. All right. So episode six, hey, we started discussing the GW Pharma legislation, which there was a bunch of hoopla throughout Colorado, you know, on the hemp side, on the high THC side, and then on the pharma side, and, you know, different camps wanting different stuff and different ideas about how to approach this. And in the end, the pharma bill went through, it got signed, and what it does is it Define swim lanes for the pharmaceutical industry to be able to dispense medication from a doctor and get it from a pharmacy for Epidiolex and GW Pharma, who's going to be having FDA-approved products here in the next few months. Um, it opens up that channel for pharma to be able to put in their cannabis stuff. It also protects the dispensary model that's been in place here in Colorado, and it protects the hemp channel with the supplements, dietary supplements, extracts, all of that's defined in this legislation. And, and this is, that was the goal that the industry wanted to have that protects all the channels. And I think that's the best thing for the consumer. That's what everybody needs to look at is what gives the consumer the most options to get their cannabinoids. And some people want to go to a doctor because that's their trusted source and they want the doctor to prescribe something. And if the doctor can prescribe a cannabinoid product to help them out, they go to their pharmacy, they get it. That's the way they like to get their medication. Some people like to go to dispensaries. Some people like to go to Whole Foods or Vitamin Cottage. Everybody should have the option as a consumer here in the United States of America and here on planet Earth. That's what I say. And yeah, and also I say food is your medicine. So after going to Columbia and seeing that these little two and three year olds are learning how to garden, cannabis, coca plants, opia, uh, lavender, all sorts of, uh, you know, amazing plants for medicinal purposes. And also they feed that to their fish. And so when they eat their fish, they eat their medicine. And it's super, uh, sustainable. Uh, natives of that area have been doing it for, for thousands of years. And so, yes, agree. There's swim lanes law. That's great. The swim lane should be in as the healthiest swim lane if you can do it and feed your body good food. One thing I did notice here more so, Tim Gordon, I just want to give a quick shout out to Tim. He has been on three or four episodes with us and, uh, he's been a leader in the industry since the beginning. I uh, really appreciate his support. Um, he's been, you know, at NOCO, they presented at NOCO a couple of years ago. They've been friends of the road trip since the start. So, uh, and I just noticed here he's been. Uh, super impactful, and obviously he's the president of the Colorado HIA, and uh, so I just want to give him a quick shout-out. Thank you, Tim. 
uh, for what you do in the industry as well and, and helping us on the 422 to uh, sustain great programming. Absolutely. Two thumbs up and horns up to Tim Gordon. Definitely one of the top leaders in the industry. A very well-reasoned, logical, smart man who just tells it like it is. We need leaders like that speaking on behalf of the industry. So, <laughs> moving on. Episode siete. Imitado Douglas Finos. Doug Fine. I don't know. I just went Spanish there, but whatever. Um, he was, this guy has been doing all sorts of amazing stuff. He has been a friend of, of ours in the industry for forever. Um, all this new, the new resurgence. His books were instrumental in getting me in the industry and, and involved, and uh, I appreciate that wholeheartedly. But this was when we were talking about the Growers Conference in Wisconsin that you and Doug went to, and I think both spoke at, right? Yeah, so Doug was tapped to kind of put that together from a programming and speaking standpoint, and I think this was before we went out there. We did go out there. There was a, a good conference, a lot of good speakers. It was uh, well put together, and there's good things going on in Wisconsin, and it's funny because they kind of introduced uh, what the legis- the what the regulations were going to be, and it was going to be able to be full plants and extracts and CBD and all this. And as you know, the AG, like a month ago, came out and said, nope, CBD is illegal. It's only going to be able to be dispensed by a doctor, blah, blah, blah. And there was a bunch of hoopla. And then advocates and activists and people that are in the know jumped in, and the farmers union out there got with the AG, and the AG backtracked, and it's game on again. So we've had several of these incidents. And also on this episode, there was another one. We talked about CBD Candy Crush gummy bear thing out in Tennessee where they shut down 23 stores and raided the gummy bears, and CBD is illegal, and it's not illegal in Tennessee. I mean, they got clear laws out there. Colleen is from Tennessee, the head of the HIA, and it's like really huge egg on the face for the law enforcement in that county. Rutherford County is in, in Tennessee. So we, it's, it's great to kind of look back on what we've gone through over the course of the last four or five months and these things that blow up and, oh, my God, they're shutting down stores and, oh, my God, they got a, they're reopening and, and law enforcement was wrong because hemp-derived CBD and extract is legal. Never been illegal. Well, you know, it's funny, like, Operation Candy Crush just sounds like if someone's going to mess up this bad on this big of a scale, I think this is the first time this really happened. I mean, I think it happened in Indiana, it happened in North Dakota, it happened in Texas, and they, they got this, the retailers got this stuff back pretty quickly. But I think this is the first time, and it just sounds like if it's going to happen anywhere in the country, Rutherford, Tennessee sounds like the place to be. You know what I'm saying? That sounds like something like that would go down in a place called Rutherford, in my opinion. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, keep on here. Um, so episode eight, it looks like we uh, jumped in, and I was kind of a recap of the Hemp Growers Conference in Wisconsin, and we went back to CBD Candy Crush, where they're probably starting to change their tune a little bit. Then the next episode, we jumped in, and we actually did a rebroadcast of number one because we had things going on that week. And then episode 10, we jumped into, and this is where we talked about the Let's Talk Hemp film series, and we brought Matt Harmon, the producer of a new documentary and the sponsor of our film series that kicked off NOCO. That was awesome. It was amazing because Matt is very right-wing Republican. He's met, I think, Donald Trump a couple times. He's met Sessions, I believe. I mean, he's just very, uh, comes from that conservative realm, and he's so super passionate about what this plant can do. And then he also, as I call it, him and I talked about this at the debut of his uh, show at NOCO, um, or his documentary at NOCO, but he got, I mean, he just got deep in the rabbit hole. He couldn't believe this was illegal. He, he, but he's speaking to try to convince DEA and conservatives that, hey, this is, as much American as the colonials were, as you know, it's, a, it's as much of a jobs and economic thing as anything. And it was just good to see uh, a voice from, you know, voices from other sides and other perspectives come into play. And his, I'm super excited for the debut of his movie. It's going to be very powerful, and I hope uh, help move things forward uh, as his trailer did for uh, for for me specifically. I absolutely agree. And you know, the right wing thing. Because I'm not a right winger. I mean, if I if I call myself anything, I'm really kind of a centrist, or I would say a green libertarian. I'm all about freedom. I don't want too much government. I do want government to do its job, um, and I definitely have a lot of philosophical differences with a lot of right wing people. But Matt 
And, you know, there's all kinds of conservatives out there that I've got great relationships with that are actually reasonably thinking people and just not like the Ann cultures of the world or whatever. There's, there's plenty of extreme examples that we can show out there. But Matt's a super good guy. Got a, he understands how things have, have happened. And this is bridging the gap, ideology, where we've got left, middle, and right coming together all over this plant because we all know that it shouldn't be illegal. It sh- there's this war on drugs, this war on cannabis, it all has to come to an end. It does nobody any good. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. It's it's. That's what I'm saying as I go across the country on this, on this little bus that you've been on a couple times now with us. And uh, I, I love going through the middle of the country, especially when people, you know, refuse to shake my hand or don't read. You know, they think it's all marijuana and blah, blah. Just having a conversation, no matter what, whatever you come from, right, left, green, libertarian, whatever, you know, this plant can, can provide, can and should provide benefit to you, right? So it's all I have to do is understand the plant and what it can do and, and know the new things that's happening all the, and be able to relate to people because the plant helps me relate across the board, right? It's amazing. So that was a great one. And the next week we were, I was in Columbia and then was I in Columbia that week? Now you're going the weekend. I think we must have skipped over Columbia or have you gone to Columbia yet? Yeah, because I'm already home, yeah. Great place in Boston for the weekend. So yeah, no, that's right. I went, oh yeah, I went to Columbia. That's the rebroadcast. That was the re, that was mine. You get to hear us babble out there as we kind of stumble through. What did we all do and what did we talk about here on the 422 the last 20 episodes? Well, dude, here's what I just wrote this down from, and I think this might include all of them, but we've been to Iowa. We've done broadcasts when one of the two of us have been, or both, to Iowa, Mexico, Bahamas, Colombia, USA, um, Los Angeles, and San Diego. And we're going to Europe next week. That's a solid, uh, solid couple of months, my friend. Mm-hmm. Holding down yep. the forts with some podcast for two. That's how much we love Mother Earth. Doesn't matter where on Earth we are, we can still use cell phones from satellites above Earth to communicate for Earth. Yep, absolutely. Like over the river and through the woods, but like above and on Earth for Earth. All right, so we go to episode 12, and this is the countdown to NOCO episode and the big Mitch McConnell announcement introducing legislation, which he didn't introduce at the week of NOCO. That's when it was supposed to happen. He he announced he was introducing it the week before, which was good timing for the event. Certainly gave us an extra thing to plug into our press release going into the event. So thank you, Mitch, for that. And actually, thanks for introducing a bill that's pretty darn good. That There's not a lot of things to take shots at other than the percentage should be higher for sure. I mean, 0.3%. We're going to work on that. That's everybody out there. It's a long-term play. We're starting here. There's in a, beyond our control, really. I mean, it's, we're, just, we're, we're starting here and we're, we're going to push it up, just like we push up the volume. Let's just be real, though. The THC shouldn't make a difference. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much sweet is in your sweet corn. Like, that's just... It's, 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 like, you know what I mean? Dude, like, oh, I know. It. I know. Out, I, man. Time I, out, for real. I agree. You just didn't say that. You just didn't say that. You didn't say that. It's a long road, and we're, we're start, we are starting with, with point three, and it's, it's a start, right? I, I, at least it, makes, it takes it off the CSA, Controlled Substances Act, with, exactly. with the Farm Act. But, but moving forward... Point six, one percent, blah blah blah. Stop. It's all. It's, we don't. It doesn't. Who gives a shit? A five percent THC plant can make jeans. In fact, Levi's probably did that. Strauss when he did his first jeans. So stop with the. Uh, let's get this done for sure. But let's just also communicate the reality that it's not scary. It's not scary to children. THC is. It's been demonized. We're done with it. It's super misinformation. Super uh, misinformation. So let's just clear it up. I get it. I get it. It's, I'm an NG guy. When we were at Kaya Fest, me, you, Dan Hare, and Doug, we talked about the end-use thing. I think that we're united in our messaging across the board that it's an end-use thing. But at this point, it's 0.3% or less, which is better than Europe, which is 0.2%. So in most parts. In some places, yeah. 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 Italy's 1%. Well, and, but but yeah. speaking of which, I want to I wanted to say, so look, we're on the same page. End-use and THC is not scary. It's not. So, um, but... I think it was super cool for me personally to be at Kaya Fest, which is the, the 40th anniversary of, of Bob Marley's Kaya album. Um, I got to meet Rita Marley and a bunch of amazing uh, magi- musicians and, and probably a magician or two, I'm not sure. It was super cool. We all spoke on that panel, and it was cool to have Visa at the table with, with, with Dan Hare, with, with Morris Beagle, and with and Doug Fine. It was really cool for me as, as, a, as a newcomer to the industry to just be able to sit there and enjoy 
hearing and working through the stuff with you guys was super cool. So yeah, I just wanted to share that with the, with the listeners. That was a great, that was a great weekend and a great, great, actually a great month with you guys. Yeah, we had a good time out there. There's no doubt about it. Well, let's jump back in time a little bit to episode 14 because this was going right into NoCo. This was the NoCo Week edition, and we got to bring Tony Budden onto the show along with Ryan Laughlin. And Tony Budden has been in the game for decades from South Africa and a global pioneer, Hemporium, making hundreds, thousands of different products with hemp and truly one of the global pioneers and leaders in the space. And it was great to talk to him. It was great to meet him at NoCo. And, of course, having Ryan Laughlin, who's really, you know, I think, the face of the new hemp movement. He's the first guy that did it in 2013. We passed Amendment 64 in 2012. Ryan's like, fuck it. I'm putting stuff in the ground, and the feds can come arrest me if they want. And he planted 50-plus acres. No feds came. Everybody showed up to harvest his crop. And boom, it was game on, and Ryan was the guy that actually did it. He held his middle finger up to the government and said, fuck it, I'm doing something for my community, I'm doing something for my country, and we're going to change things. And so, to me, Ryan is the godfather of the new hemp movement here in the United States. I'm saying that right now, right here, today. Yeah, I think you said it before, but I agree. Um, Ryan's, Ryan's amazing, and it was great to have both of those guys on, and they had just gotten done this was that. They've just gotten done rocking out skiing and boarding on, on Crested Deer, which is super high elevation, a lot of uh, a lot of vertical, and uh, they both rocked it. So uh, kudos to both of those guys, and thank you for all you do, for sure. All right, and where did we jump to next here? Episode 15, and this was the NOCO wrap-up wrap up session, and that's where you were. You were sitting there on the beach of frickin' the Bahamas, and I was at Judas that, Priest. You were at Judas Priest. <laughs> That was okay. That was probably one of the best pictures of all the episodes. Uh, well done. Uh, podcast Nuka Wrap Up Bahamas meets you to pictures free. So I had my Panamanian hat, my little scarf, of course, and you had your one louder going to 12, uh, 11 going to 12, whatever. I mean, I can't even count. Um, I was in the Bahamas and I don't speak English. So yeah, and I actually applied to be a diplomat with our government that week. That's right, because you like the job description so much. Yes, and that was, and you asked me what they do, and I said nothing. And so that sounds great. Although I think I would, I think that honestly would drive myself crazy. I was retired once when I was 23, and I just lived on the beach and played horseshoes and surfed and just messed around for like four months. And after that, I was like super bored. So I'll give it another try. And what's great is after doing that episode with uh, the priest concert and you in the Bahamas, we actually jump into having Congressman Jared Paulus, our guy that's running for Colorado governor, hop on our show and talk about his platform for energy here in Colorado and feelings on cannabis as well. Yeah, I mean, he wants to be 100% renewable by 2040, and he also wants to have um, universal preschool and kindergarten, as well as uh, a higher minimum wage and universal health care. So super, uh, super happy that he was able to make some time for us to come on board and share, it with, our, share with our audience uh, his perspectives. And uh, we were just getting ready to launch out to head to uh, Earth Day out in San Diego. Yep. And so we did. We launched. We went out to San Diego and... I was gone for 12 days, and you were gone for what, like three weeks? Oh, my God, like four four years and dog years. Yeah, but we did the live broadcast. Well, it wasn't a live broadcast. We recorded content out at Balboa Park in San Diego for Earth Day. Our special episode, we had Bluebird Botanicals who jumped on and sponsored the episode. And those guys have been great all the way around with everything that we've been doing with NOCO and Hemp on the Slope and Hemp Events and all of the stuff that we do, they've been super supportive and can't say enough good things about that company. No, they're great. It was fantastic. And that was a great uh, episode, but it was live. It was just recorded live. It was on the TV, like, oh, the Olympics recorded live earlier. Like, all right, I already know China got the gold. Of course. That person's six, eight foot tall. Right. Well, it was recorded live, but I had to edit it on the road. And, and as you know, I've kind of bitched and complained about the editing and production side of this podcast, and we're going to look at different options going forward when we start season two as to how that's going to be approached. But uh, anyway, it's been a, it's been fun learning how to do all this, and we did capture a lot of good content all over the place, which leads us kind of back to yeah. IFS the following week where... But actually, we, you, were, you were like on the road, you were doing well, but like, absolutely, like it, if it was fun for you to, if it was fun for you to do it, it was definitely fun for me to hear about you doing that, for sure. 
So, like, my year had as much fun as you had doing it, for sure. And that my year didn't really have that much fun, to be honest with you. But let me put it this way. This is a better way I think to put it. We can say we um, are super excited about the opportunity to work with someone to come on board and help us with the editing and the production side of things. So that you will see in Season 2. It will be a much more polished show. Uh, we are going to have some great talent working with us to help on the production side of things. And if you're interested... You can definitely let us know. If you listen this far, then you probably are interested and you probably should come work with us. I was going to say, you can drop us an email to the 422 at com, and we'll be happy to get back to you and let you know what we're looking for. And we're definitely interested in having passionate people that are producer-minded and creative join our team. And actually, we've been getting emails to the 422, so I'm super excited about that. Also excited. Yeah, we- Got people that want to jump on the show. Some really good people have reached out to us. Yeah. And we're getting questions, and, yeah, we want more interaction. We're going to expand our reach on this, but we definitely have several really good guests who have expressed interest on being on future episodes, and they will be come season two. So I'm going to put with We've had the best people write the best letters about how great they love our show and how amazing we are and we're the best, and they wrote in to be the best with us. And everyone's going to be the best. It's going to be the most grandest best season ever, and you should listen to it because everyone's the best, including mainly the Fortune 2. Who does that sound like, Morris? I think that's Bigly. Uh, I'm going to call him uh, Small Hands. Small Hands. Yeah. Okay. Tiny Hands. Tiny Hands. All right. All right. I like Tiny Hands. Tiny Hands. Hold me close, I'm Tiny Dancer. Well, the Tiny Dancer doesn't work. Do you think Tiny Dancers have tiny hands? <laughs> I would imagine. Maybe President T uh, is just a tiny dancer. We don't know it. Episode 18 was the Kaya Fest edition. We already kind of talked about Kaya Fest, but let's give a special shout-out to Preston Whitfield, who put together the Education Before Recreation with Saba oh. and other folks from the Kaya Marley camp. Uh, we had a great day of education from noon till 5 in San Bernardino the day before Kaya Fest. Lots of good speakers, medical cannabis, industrial cannabis. And we got to do the thing, me, you, Doug, and Dan. Great panel. Amazing. Uh, that was an amazing uh, a week, actually. And thank you again, Preston and Saba and the uh, whole Marley group and the Kaya group. Uh, production was super tight, uh, but we were able to drive the bus right up into the whole activity and lock it down and have some folks on there that we wanted to hang out and get some food. Uh, Got to go backstage and hang out. and It was just a great, great experience. So uh, kudos to that production team. Kudos to the education that they put on, and uh, we're looking forward to doing it again uh, next year. Right on. So next week, we jump to the Hoban Law Group, and what do we have Patrick Goggin on that discussed the Ninth Circuit Court decision, the ruling that, that came out. And so he clarified that and what that meant. And when it actually got announced, there was misinformation that popped up in the media almost immediately. Right away. All, right away. And, yeah. you know, it, it all stemmed from Hemp Industry Daily, which is MJ Biz, daily, their hemp side of things, and I reached out and called them out. Tim Gordon did, a lot of people did, because there was a lot of information from the headline to the first three or four paragraphs that had blatantly false or just not true or, yeah, it's just, there was a lot of information. The headline read, well, the headline read, CBD, court upheld CBD is illegal or is not legal federally, something to that effect, which is super not that all the issue. Right. Well, I want to go into this a little bit more because some of the story that we didn't get to tell on the episode was, so Kristen Nichols, who wrote that article from MJ Biz or Hemp Industry Daily, I mean, it's that's a division of MJ Biz. You know, she reached out to me because I put, posted a comment on that article and I, and I also copied and pasted information from the Hemp Roundtable that sent out a really good clarification of of what the decision actually meant. And there's a lot of positive to be taken from that decision, seeing that the court reaffirmed that the decision with the farm bill in 2014 and 7606 preempts the CSA and that hemp-derived CBD is legal in states that have been producing it. I mean, it it, it stated that hemp-derived CBD is legal based on the farm bill. So me and Kristen had a conversation and I can tell you it was rather confrontational at times because I called her out on stuff and I called her out on it because when I went to the article, it had been shared on Facebook 10,000 times and 
when t- talking to some of the leaders that I talked to, when all this was going on, functional remedies, CV sciences, going back and forth, I said, have you seen this? And it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're putting that information into the marketplace because this is bad information to have out there because that's not what happened. And so I called her out on it. She wrote a follow-up article that had, and I don't mean to be critical, but in this particular incident, she quoted me at the end of the article. And it was just the way that she peeked me in. It's one of these things where it was, it's not, it's not what, it, what I said. And it's not the way I said it. And the way she just threw me in there was almost intentional to do it that way. So I'm going to call you out right here, right now, Kristen, on that piece as well, because I don't think it's cool. And I think that you should have done better research before you published the first one in the first place. So I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Well, the reality is there was a lot of, of, of misinformation, and, and I appreciate you uh, going to that to clarify the misinformation. But again, and, and, and what I'm realizing, Morris, is as, as people need to sometimes need to create fear, provide misinformation, so it, it makes them important or it keeps their their um, operations sustainable, right? So if you're afraid of things, you're going to keep you're going to keep going back to these guys or these guys, right? So fear is a super good motivator, and so I, I, I'm not saying that they did it intentionally. I don't, you know, I know that was that information was incorrect from the start, and it was shared pretty rapidly across the uh, industry. Unfortunately, that information was sw- uh, sweetly inaccurate, but, um, you know, fear is a big motivator, and sometimes people, uh, or even will sabotage their own their own progress because they want to just love, they love the status quo, and, uh, and that can't happen anymore. It's time to make well, time to, again, hold people accountable, like we said before. I'm not saying that that was intentional on their part or anything. I just think no, that it, sure. it, could have been, it could have been better researched and the information that she went off of was information that was said prior to the decision coming. So Hoban saying that, oh, if it goes the wrong way, it could be devastating for the industry. Well, potentially, but the way that the decision and the ruling came down because of this technicality of the 2011, uh, nobody raised any concerns about this extract rule that were plaintiffs because none of these people were in the extract business at that point in time and didn't even know that it was going on. And so anyway, it's one of these weird ruling technicalities. It's like, well, does it really do anything or change anything? Not really. But it did allow the judge to say that, hey, the 2014 Farm Bill preempts the CSA and hemp-derived CBD is legal and that just encourages the need at the federal level to pass legislation that pulls the plant completely out of the CSA, puts it squarely under the USDA. There's no DEA. There's no FDA. There's no DOJ. None of this stuff is just treated like corn and soy and strawberries and carrots and any other crop. The whole plant. So no DEA, no DEA, no FDA, no FCC, no FAA, no MS, no NBC, no MSG. Uh, all those need to go MIA. How's that for a three letter acronym? Yeah. Like that? No? We got acronyms. Uh, uh, yeah, there's two new damn acronyms. If we need another acronym, we don't need it. We don't. So just, just say, this is actually when Nancy Reagan was right. Just say no to more acronyms. Before we head out, uh, we are heading to Europe here in uh, a week, and I wanted to let out some of the new, some of the upcoming uh, events that we have coming up. Obviously, you can find all of these and more at hempevents.org. But uh, Morris, you want to walk us through some of the stuff we have coming up after? Uh, I mean, you and I will start off there in fall cannabis in Greece. Yeah, but first off, I just want to throw a quick shout out to what's happening this weekend in Poland at the Naklo Palace. And those guys are got a little hemp food health and beauty summit that's going on, similar to what we did when we went there in October, but it's focused around the, the food and the health and the beauty. So a big shout-out to Kurt and everybody that's going to be there this weekend. Um, I'm pretty sure that it's pretty much sold out. And he's got, I think Paul Benham's going to be there before he heads over to Ball Cannabis. He's speaking the same day we are in Greece. And then, and then he's also speaking, I believe, at the European Industrial Hemp Association. Yeah. So then, what? We're we're heading to Balkanabis. Um, that's also Hemp History Week. We're going to be in Ireland, Ireland, and doing some Let's Talk Hemp recording there. And then we're heading to Cologne, and we're going to do a Let's Talk Hemp kickoff party on June 11th. And there's several partners in there. We got Hemp Point. We've got the road trip. We've got 
Cohemp Co. We've got Hemp Today and a whole bunch of other partners from Europe and around the world that Kurt's helped us put together. So that'll be a fun party. Well, here's the deal. So the Americans, and this, this is what we did at Naklau. By the way, if anyone, if you get a chance to go or get invited to the any, to Naklau, Poland, for anything, uh, Health Food Summit, Hemp Construction, uh, Hemp 2020 Business Summit, go. It's this palace in the middle of, of Poland. It's beautiful. Uh, it's absolutely, I mean, great food, great atmosphere, but, uh, but in any event, I think uh, the Americans are coming over there. We're coming over with NoCo Hemp Co. and Let's Talk Hemp on the road trip, and we're going to have a kick-ass party the night before we get into some really good stuff with the Europeans on education and such. So uh, we're coming over there. We're going to turn it one louder right there in Germany the night before we get into uh, the conference, and I think it's going to be a good way to, for people to network and hang out before uh, getting into the nitty-gritty of, uh, of education and, and uh, networking. Well, then following that up, uh, I take off from Amsterdam on the 15th and fly back to the U.S., but you're going to be there and stay for the Cannabis Liberation event on the 18th, which I believe Doug Fine is speaking at as well. Of course. That'll be great. And we're, I'm going to spend a couple of days up at The Hague with, uh, with my buddy Jeremy and business partner Jeremy and his wife, uh, Angie, and then come down to the Liberation event and then uh, come back to the States. And we got, towards the end of July there, up at uh, Salt Creek Ranch, the uh, Third rendition of Hemp on the Slope. Yep, that's right. Awesome. That's, that's where the caca originally came from. Yeah, I think that is where it came from, huh? That's funny. Yep, it is. Yeah. And then, then we got your village, NoCo Hemp Village, at Arise Festival in Loveland, the 3rd and the 5th of August. That'll be great. Arise is always a great festival. Yep, following that up, there's the Southwest Hemp Summit in Cortez on August 18th and 19th. I'm going to be at that. They've asked me to come speak at that, so I will be out there. Then we got a couple of events going to New England Cannabis uh, Association. We got Rhode Island, Maine, and New Hampshire NECANs coming up uh, here in the in the summer and fall. And then the big one, the one, uh, the big one, and then HI of course, the Southern Hemp Expo, the first ever Southern Hemp Expo. Uh, which I guess can we call that NoCo South, Morris? Is that appropriate? Yep, that's going to be NoCo South. That's in Nashville at the end of September on September 28th and 29th at the Nashville Fairgrounds. I think either on the 26th or 27th, there's going to be a farm tour with a hemp maze, and that's all coordinated through the Hemp Industries Association and the Tennessee Hemp Industries Association. So that's going to be a really good event. Again, that's we're taking the NOCO Energy from Colorado, plopping it right in the middle of the South in Nashville. And I tell you what, the South can use some NOCO Energy. For sure, for sure. Then we have the Hemp Harvest Party, dude, the fifth one. That's crazy. We're already to the fifth one. We're half a decade into Harvest Parties uh, in Longmont, the 13th of October. October 13th. Friday the 13th. Nope, it's Saturday the 13th. and That was my second guess. Yeah, so we do this every year with Colorado Hemp Project with Bill and Danny Billings, and they've been great partners on this. They've obviously been instrumental in moving things forward here in Colorado, and not only in Colorado, those guys are doing business all over the place. Danny's in in Jamaica, and they've got a project going on in Hawaii, which has run into some issues here and there, but they've got that worked out. I mean, as everybody knows that's in this industry, trying to do things in the guise of the ambiguity that is hemp and cannabis, it's tough, and not everything goes as planned. And we all end up with bumps and bruises, and that's certainly the case with most people. And those that continue on and just plow forward and and do it with the right intention for the farmers and for the planet and for just putting out good products, thumbs up to those people. And I think Bill and Danny are are two of those people for sure. Amen. Yeah, Hemp 2020 Business Summit in Poland on October 26th and 27th. Not sure that I'm going to be able to make that this year. It was a great event last year, and I highly recommend people wanting to be involved in the, the global side of things. This is a, a great event to show up to, and it's very intimate and super cool place, good energy. Amazing food. Uh, after that, we have HiCon 25th Annual uh, Los Angeles, November 2nd through the 5th. 25th, is that like the diamond if you're married for 25 years? Is it like the diamond one, or what's the diamond one? 20 is silver, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I got I mean, divorced on my, after 20 years, so I'm not sure. What did you I get for your 20? What did you get for your 20? Like a ruby or some shit? Uh, I don't think I really got anything. It's good that we were just like ready to exit at that point, so. And that's been wow. done. And it's all good. So you got out. That's a good one. That's a good, that's a good anniversary, Jeff. Uh huh. Um, yep. 
Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what even what the first year anniversary gift is going to be, but um, and I'm okay with that. Um, but anyways, HiCon 25th anniversary is in Los Angeles. This is going to be the biggest and best HiCon ever. Um, we are already rocking out with sponsors and with programming and all sorts of fun stuff. So uh, come check us out. And if you're interested in, in speaking, uh, go to HIADHIA.org and sign up. And we're going to end the year in Hawaii on December 1st on Oahu with the second annual Hawaii Hemp Conference. We haven't got the location finalized yet. We've actually been going back and forth this last week, securing the location and getting all the details. So that will be announced sometime this summer. we got to get everything put into place, uh, make sure that all of our ducks are in a row and that Hawaii is still going to exist and that the volcano doesn't blow up all the islands because there's a lot of shit going on out there and Mother Nature is doing what she does. She's going off right now in Hawaii. Yeah, but let's not throw that out there for sure. We're going to rock out Hawaii. It's going to be beautiful. We're going to have great weather like last time. My eyes are not going to be jacked up, so I'm going to be able to swim fine and jump off cliffs with you again fine. Um, so, yeah, Hawaii is going to be fantastic. Super excited. Hawaii to is going to be fantastic. And I, you know, I let me conclude what I was saying, and I don't want to throw the fear out there that, that everything's blowing up. But, you know, Mother Earth does what she does. She's letting off a little steam right now. And that's going to subside. She is pissed. You know, she's blowing steam. I'd be pissed too. Uh, but before you have a virus like this all over you, there's a virus sucking shit out of you and, and throwing stuff in your bloodstream and just making you sick. I mean, she's not happy with us. No, we're treating her like Western medicine is treating us. Um, before we finish up, I do want to, it was a rough morning this morning, and my little sister, who is the, who's amazing, both my little sisters are amazing, but uh, the youngest one is the, was the second youngest female ever hired by Southwest Airlines as a pilot. She's amazing, and her and my little four-year-old nephew came over this today. And here it is, Morris. This is how I know that we are making a difference in in, in lives and, and changing people's minds. So my little, my little nephew, Rylan, he gets on the bus, and he goes, Mommy, Mommy, took the light rail down here, he goes, Mom, Mom, is this bus made of hemp? Because every time I go over there, I say, what's my shirt made out of? What's my pants made out of? And they're like, pam, 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 all the time. Um, and then so I take him to the library, get him his first library card, and like read some books or whatever. I had like an hour to, to kill, and there was like a food truck and stuff. And uh, I actually got him some food with some hemp, and like he was super into it. Got him some vegan food, and um, it was awesome. It was good to have uh, have them here. So I just wanted to give my sister a shout out and a thank you. And uh, that was it. Turned the day around, Morris. Well, there we go. And someday... That bus will be made out of him. Hopefully, hopefully sooner rather than later. I told, but I told Ryan. He goes, I go, Ryan, that's cute. He goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, but it's not made of hemp. And I go, but it can be. He goes, oh, I'm like, yep, it can be. So he, he was excited to hear that it could be because I think he likes hemp almost as much as his uncle. Hopefully, hashtag hemp can. Hashtag hemp can. Agreed. Welcome back to Let's Talk Imp in the 422, and this week for our final episode of Season 1, we have Lorena Beltran, who is an organizer of Cannabis Salud in Mexico City that's coming up here in, well, about three weeks. Welcome to the show, Lorena. What's going on? Thank you. Thank you very much for the invitation. Um, well, there's a lot happening in Mexico right now, guys. Uh, we're very excited to have... A new law that passed last year, you know, that modifies the uh, um, the health law at a federal level, allowing the use of medical cannabis, and this opens uh, the door for importation of cannabis products, you know, scientific research, a lot of things at a federal level here in Mexico. So uh, last year when we saw this happen, and also the lack of education and information about cannabis in general in Mexico, you know, it's pretty big. So we uh, created Cannabis Salud, which is an educational platform, and it's a two-day symposium on medical cannabis for health professionals. So this is the second year we're doing Cannabis Salud, and it's this June 8th and 9th in Mexico City, bringing speakers from all over the world to talk about cannabis um, in Mexico City for the first time. Awesome. Where can people find out about the event and get tickets? Uh, you can find more about it at www.cannabisalud.com. So it's cannabis, 
and the S continues with A-L-U-D, salud.com. And also on social media, that's where people can find information on the schedule, you know, the conference, the speakers, uh, attendees, and we're trying to aim health professionals because we know that the responsibility, once we have an official regulation published, a lot of the responsibility is going to fall into the health professionals. So we're trying to bring, you know, doctors, uh, nurses, and uh, even the, the pharmaceutical industry because, believe it or not, I mean, being this law at a federal level, it opens the opportunity to do a lot of pharmaceutical uh, products and research, which, you know, it's, it's a little crazy over here. We're also not allowed to cultivate in Mexico yet, which is also a, a pretty interesting, you know, fact right now. But Cannabis Salud is going to offer all kinds of information, especially on the medical side. But we also have the the opportunity to have um, the Mexican FDA, which is called the Cofetriz, uh opening the event speaking about regulation in Mexico, you know, everything that has to go hand in hand, the medical with the political and, and of course, the industrial. Tell our listeners where Mexico, as you said, Mexico right now federally cannot cultivate cannabis at all, whether it's medical or industrial. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. The law only establishes the importation of cannabis products with less than 1% THD. Also, we can do medical and scientific research. And it, we can cultivate only for research. So if we want to, you know, start doing research on, on the plants, we can do it with a university or with a health institution, even with the government, you know, to start doing this research on the plants. And eventually these plants can be used to produce pharmaceutical-grade products. Um, anything with less than 1% THC is going to be considered either a dietary supplement or a herbal remedy. You know, we're still waiting for those details of the regulation. But cultivation for commercialization is not allowed yet. That is so interesting that it's now legal in Mexico and you it's very limited for research, but yet you've got millions of acres of cannabis growing across Mexico and have forever. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. It's just crazy. Now we have, we're going to have to bring oil, you know, cannabis oil from, I don't know, the States, Canada, even Colombia. Yay, you can import, you can import cannabis into Mexico. The irony is so funny. It's awesome. Well, we're still, we're still importing cannabis. Yeah, we're importing cannabis to America, but it's high, it's high THC cannabis. We're sending low THC CBD high, uh, cannabis oil to Mexico. Uh, it's probably, yeah, on the return flight. So Mexico is importing our swag, hemp, into their country like we've been importing their swag into our country for several decades. Yeah, you'll never believe it, right? But it's true. <laughs> it's happening. We have, you know, cannabis all over Mexico. You said it right. And we still do. And we also seen this problem, you know, with, with growers, what we call campesinos, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not exactly uh, the, I don't know, how can I call it, but, you know, drug dealers, the black market, it's not them that are growing, are the, are the campesinos, you know, the agricultural um, society that's doing this. Uh, and it's very, the indigenous groups as well, you know, they're very, very, uh, poor here in Mexico, and now that the United States doesn't want to buy our, you know, Mexican cannabis anymore, prices are dropping down, so these people have nothing to grow. You know, the land is already um, pretty in bad conditions, full of chemicals, pesticides. They cannot grow anything else anymore. So now they're asking, you know, what's going to happen to us? We want to be part of this legal things happening in Mexico. We have been working with cannabis all of our lives for generations. What are we going to do, right? So that's a big problem right now that we are still uh, trying to pursue or, you know, accomplish that the law eventually gets, you know, changed so we can cultivate because it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's pretty, where do they expect, do they expect all of the, in this, with this law, do they expect all of the cannabis to be imported then from other countries? 
It has to be, I guess, right? All the cannabis oil? Yes. So anything below 1% THC can be imported into Mexico. Um, it can be, you know, the, the oil, the raw material in oil, if you want to call it, or the final product. You know, we see in this gray market right now in Mexico a lot of... Um, um, cannabis products coming in, but it, they're usually the basic, you know, um, tinctures, lingual oil, capsules, vape pens, and other than that, people don't really recognize other products, but um, that's the most familiar right now, and at the end of the day, that's what we're going to be able to import, as well as, you know, the, the raw oil into Mexico. Why 1%? How did you guys come, how did, the, how did they come up with the 1% threshold on the oil? Because we are, I guess, just like copying whatever we can from different countries. Honestly, there's not a lot of um, education inside the regulatory department. So they got some stuff from the regulation in Colombia, other stuff from the United States. In Latin America, the standard is 1% or less is considered hemp. Well, at least you're ahead of the United States. I mean, at least you're 0.7% louder than we are. Yeah. Which is almost yeah, one louder, if my math is correct. Almost. Well, 0.7% <laughs> is almost yeah. 1%, but hang on, but you're metric, so it's, it's not the same. So that 0.7% is different in metric, because it's a percentage. Tell us a little bit more about the the event. Let's get into what's going to go on at the event and the different topics and panels and presentations that you're going to have and maybe some of the speakers that are going to be there. Yeah, so uh, there are going to be more than a little bit over 25 speakers, national wow. and international. I'll say 70% is international. Our um, main speaker, you know, keynote speaker is Professor Lumir Hanouf from Israel, and I mean, you guys know who he is, um, and we're very excited, you know, to have one of the fathers of the science of cannabis. This guy is just amazing, you know, he really wants to come and share his knowledge in, in Mexico, and you know who's really doing this, you know, for passion and to really help each other, because it's people that don't even charge you a penny to, you know, come across the world and speak about, yeah. you know, his science. It's beautiful. So we have to make him real to have um, people from Colorado. We have Dr. Mike Villa from, um, he's going to be giving a workshop on dosing, you know, because that's a big problem in Mexico right now. Families are finding out about products, wanting to get the products, they, you know, get it however they can. Come to the doctor and the doctor doesn't know what to do with it. So it's very important to have this intensive workshop. And we have him, we have Dr. Aramela Vergara. She's from Colombia, but she's actually a teacher in, um, in, in Boulder, um, University. And, uh, we also have Dr. Restrepo also from Colombia. We have the producers of Canatec. Uh, we have, uh, producers of other events like, uh, in Jamaica, you know, that want to talk about the medical cannabis industry in their countries because right now we think it's very, very important that we have uh, different uh, industries in different countries that we can compare to, you know, because right here things are like really sometimes in a little bubble, you know, and we don't see what's out there. So for us, it's very important to have this international characters speaking at these events. We also have, um, we have the director of the FDA, you know, speaking on regulation. We have uh, other researchers here in Mexico because we also want to give the opportunity, you know, to, for example, the National University of Mexico, you know, the main institution in Mexico, the, the research center is participating with us in Canary Salud because we also want them, you know, to speak about what their plans are now that we have a regulation, you know, what they, what do they want to do, where do they need help. So it's just trying to cover, you know, uh, as much as we can. We also have Danny, Danny Contain from Nature Groups. Uh, she's one of our main sponsors, and she's also speaking, of course, everything hemp. We have Joab Dowdy from Israel as well. She's a, she's a genetist. So everything has to go hand in hand, as I mentioned. Uh, people talking about the medical side, but also hand in hand with the industrial side of it. 
Sounds like you got awesome. an excellent lineup of programming and speakers there. So that's good to see. And the international component is very important. We're seeing that really all over the place now. We saw it at NOCO. Me and Rick are heading out to Greece to speak at the beginning of June. And there's all kinds of people coming from all over the world there. And then we're going to be in Germany for the EI. EIHS. Yeah. European and then Association. Right, and you know, there's like 32 or 35 companies that are or countries that are represented at that. So this global interaction that's happening right now, I think we're just going to see more and more of it. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Yes, that's well, correct. And right now, I think it's so important to really, you know, come together and and identify who these people are that are you know putting all these events together. Uh, because at the end of the day, I mean, more, you know, you're the producer of a future then in, in Colorado, NOCO, the work it takes, you know, how hard it is and, and how passionate we are about just sharing the information and sharing the education because that gives us power. But more than power, like individually, it has to be in a community. Otherwise, this is not going to work. As an outsider, so seeing you two put on, obviously, work with Morris and Lizzie and, and NOCO team and and what you're doing there with kind of a salute is exactly what we need. I mean, we need more education. We need people passionate about putting on events and bringing people together to help demystify this plant and help us understand what the potential of this plant really is. It's tremendous. So thanks to both yes, of you for, for I mean, putting on this. It's just crazy because I, I go to Colorado and I'm a cannabis entrepreneur and I come to Mexico and I'm a drug dealer. So right now it's just like very controversial and also very uncomfortable for us, you know, as, as promoters of education, um, to live in these two two worlds, you know, two completely different worlds right now, because we still have a lot of, you know, things to do in, in, in the United States. We go back and forth, and it's just, you know, crazy to see the difference how we handle this in Mexico and how behind we are in and the negative stigma and, and how we are seen as individuals that just want to make a change, you know? And, and the funny thing is, I don't think it's, it's not, it's obviously not specific to Mexico. I mean, we took the road trip bus to Utah a couple of times and I had the feds and the canine units called on the bus at one point and all sorts of crazies. So it's just, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it just comes down to a matter of education versus uneducated, right? Enlightened versus unenlightened or aware versus not aware. So that can come in any language, unfortunately. Yeah, totally. I mean, we, we've seen crazy things over here. It's just like, it's unfair, you know, when you cross the border or even in other countries where you can just, you know, grab your product, your CBD product, order it online. And right here in Mexico, we see people trying to sell their cars, their, their things to buy CBD products that are in the black market that are five times higher the cost, you know, because people are not educated. They think that this is like something impossible to find, and when you find it, you have to pay thousands, and you know, and it's just, it's just not fair. Yeah. Meanwhile, the drug cartels are making millions of dollars a day, and people, people can't get access to health, to healthy cannabinoids for their own, you know, grandmothers. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So we really appreciate, you know, media and, and all the support from you guys, from all of our friends in different parts of the world, because right now this is a this is every everyone's um, subject right now, you know. We have to get involved fully into this to make things happen because it's not only trying to make people accept a plant, but it's more trying to understand that we lost sense of common um, common sense, I'm sorry, in, in many di different things. And it's just the plant bringing awareness, you know, and, and that's the root of everything, and, and that's part of our main mission. And we appreciate you being on the show this week, Lorena, and best of luck to the event. And I'm sure that we'll be in touch and working on things in the future. And if there's anything you need from us, you know how to get a hold of us. Thank you guys very much. Hopefully we'll see each other next year in Canary Salud. Good Take luck care. Give us a salute and we will talk to you soon. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Lorena for coming on Let's Talk Hemp in the 422. Talking about Cana Salud happening in Mexico next month. This is episode 20, the final episode of season one. And we're going to take a break. That's what we're going to do because it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. And we want to rock and roll. And on that note, 
We'll see you next time around. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.